This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Just three minutes after seven here on your Tuesday night. Mike DeFabo from The Athletic will join and talk some uh, Steelers coming up in about an hour, eight o'clock here. Twitter, hit us there. It's brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram, Peters Township. Visit them online, southhillsjeep.com. Need to say hello to our uh, esteemed producer, Joel Nelson, or as I call him, Joel Nelson, like Joel Embiid. How you doing, Joel? Everything good back there? Going great tonight, Colin. Yeah, going great, going great. Kind of different now with it being dark when we start the show. Not uh, not the chipper spry sort of. It makes you feel a little down. Does it do the same for it you? It does, doesn't it? You know, where just kind of driving in, mm-hmm. it's starting to get a little bit dark. I know. When I arrive here at like, you know, 5 o'clock or so. It's so weird. So weird. Uh, just a quick check-in for those that will be listening a little bit later. You'll listen to the whole show, but later on in the hour. Do, do we have the audio that is very intriguing from the Oregon coach? Yes, from the Oregon. The Oregon football coach, wait till you hear this. The Oregon football coach absolutely hit one out of the park when people say, are you going to take another job? And, you know, it's that silly season right now in college football. It seems to always be, but especially now. Are you going to take another job? Are you going to go to this place? He had probably the best answer I've ever heard to that question. And you're going to hear that coming up later in the hour. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Okay, sad story. We all know about this. By this point, because he was a former Penguin, Adam Johnson. So, development today, actually about mid-afternoon. Police in South Yorkshire, England, say they have made an arrest in connection with the death of Adam Johnson, a professional hockey player who died last month after his neck was slashed by the blade of a skate during a game. The man who authorities have not named, but we know it's it's... Matt Petgrave, right? Like, we we know that, right? But the man who authorities have not named was charged with suspicion of manslaughter and is still in police custody. Quote here from the guy that's the chief superintendent uh, detective over there in England. He says, our investigation launched immediately following this tragedy, and we have been carrying out extensive inquiries ever since to piece together the events which led to the loss of Adam in in these unprecedented circumstances. Okay. And he also went on to say, Adam's death has sent shockwaves through many communities from our local residents here in Sheffield to ice hockey fans across the world. We know these communities will expect us to handle this investigation with the same professionalism, fairness, and sensitivity as any other and request that members of the public refrain from comment and speculation which could hinder this process. Our thoughts remain with all affected by this devastating incident as inquiries continue. Okay, let's talk about Pushing law into sports at 412-928-9370. Let me preface this with, and I said this just after it happened, right? I have a, a really good friend 
who played at a very high level, frozen four level. He didn't play any – he played minor league hockey. He was drafted and played minor league hockey. So that's pretty high level. But he played frozen four in frozen four in hockey. He was a very good college player. And so I saw that this happened, and and I kind of yield to him on a lot of inside hockey stuff. Because he had life for hockey, very good player again. So this happened, and I saw him like the next day after it happened. And I said, hey, what do you think? That quick. You know, the guy kicked him on purpose. Huh? You sure? I said to him. He said, oh, yeah. He said, the text chain of me and my buddies and the guys I played with in college, and he said, it's everybody agrees to that. He said, if you've ever played at any decent level, that was just a very unnatural movement. Anybody could see that that's played hockey at a, at a high level or a decently high level. It just it doesn't add up. And I said, oh, come on. Look at it again. We watched the film again. And it stops right whenever the, the gory part is. It's just terrible. And he said, well, no. Like, you don't move your skate that high. Did he try to kill him? No, probably not. But his skate was that high on purpose. And I said, well, I'll take your word for it. I'm not a hockey guy. I know how to skate. I don't know how to skate like that. But if you say, and he said, yeah, any, a lot of people in the hockey world, he said, at least all my buddies that I played with, it is like to a man consensus. Yeah, he kicked him on purpose. Terrible. Just a terrible thing. So we can build off of that because it enlightened me in a bad way. Informed me, I guess, is probably the best way to put it. It informed me that, wow, okay, so that's what people are thinking. So then fast forward to today when these charges come down. Now, is this a case where the police feel they might not truly be able to get a conviction, but it looks good for them to say, all right, we're going to charge this guy so that, well, it looks like we're doing good for the for the common good, because a lot of people think he kicked him on purpose, but we're never going to be able to truly prove intent. We're going to lose the case anyway. So they kind of get what they want. That very well could be the case. Or do they have some strong... Because I think it's pretty tough to have strong evidence thinking, all right, there's only one person that knows what the motive is. And if there was a motive, there's only one person who knows what the intent is, or if there was intent, and that's Matt Petgrave. And I don't think he's going to indict himself. I don't think he's going to say, yeah, I tried to kick him, and I kicked him, and I ended up killing him. I, I just don't think even under oath that's going to happen. So I think this is a case that is for show in a way. Did he do it on purpose? A lot of hockey people think so. Can they get a conviction? No. But do they look kind of good like they're sticking up for the guy who was uh, terribly killed if they go forward with the charges? Yes. That said, here's where you come in at 412-928-9370. 412-928-9370. How much do you want our legal system? This isn't our legal system. This is England's. But let's say it's ours, or let's say it's the legal system in general. How much do you want jurisprudence pushed into sports? Because, man, I'm not saying we're going down a slippery slope. But we could be here. If there's a conviction, we are. You know, and a lot of people have brought up boxing, right? And you think of, who was the guy? Uh, Daku Kim, I believe. He got killed. Uh, it was at Boom Boom Mancini killed him, right? Or somebody. I, th- I think it was. Daku Kim. Well, people bring that up and say, well, can you be charged now if you kill somebody in MMA or if you kill somebody in boxing? 
Well, no, those are two willing participants, right? So you could save those examples. I've seen a lot of them on the internet, and they just don't make any sense when people say that. Those are two willing participants who go into an endeavor knowing they're going to trade punches and trade kicks and things like that. So boxing is kind of a not a good parallel. The whole Tony Stewart thing might be a better one. Whenever he got all hacked off in an auto race, ran over a guy, and the guy died. Then he said, well, he was out on the track. I really didn't do it on purpose, but that, and he ended up getting off. He paid the family off, but he ended up getting off. That being said, that might be a better example. But you don't necessarily need all this intent for involuntary manslaughter. So, but he, and that's here in America, but he was charged with suspicion of manslaughter. I don't know how much that parallels in England with involuntary manslaughter here or just regular manslaughter. That's the part that's going to be really interesting to play out if they need to find intent or if they don't. Dustin's in Charleroi. Hi, Dustin. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Thank you. This is a, a really um, interesting subject because I think it's very touchy. No, I, I definitely agree. And I think um, so. I, I do agree with your buddy. I have played hockey. I'm, a, I'm 34 years old. I've played hockey almost my entire life. Um, I spent a lot of time on the ice. I've played ACHA. I've played a little bit of minor pro in the Fed. And I have never seen a movement like that ever i'll just say um, my, my buddy played at um the fair estate which is pretty good right like they're yes, they're good yes. at hockey um and I, I just even even recognizing physics and just the physics of the hit i have never seen a leg come up like that whether it was malarchuk or you know zednik like it, it was all people had their body parts close to the ground that's much more acceptable and i don't think anybody goes out with the intent to actually take someone's life. Sometimes people have the intent to injure it even, but I do think that there has to be some type referees can't control everything. The team can't police everything. But if I, that happened to one of my teammates, what I am doing is I'm grabbing the guy who did it and I'm not, I'm not hurting them. I am just holding them against the boards and I'm saying, what did you just do? Yeah, it is kind of not one of those eye for an eye, uh, you know, kind of things, but it is, you just screwed up this game. And, and I'm, even if the guy didn't get killed, if he just got hurt or the, or the skate came up and missed him, it is, it isn't that, and that's kind of how it was explained to me too, a get a hold of yourself moment. Like, what did you just do? And I guess I can get on board with that. But where it goes from here, if there is a conviction, hey, here's another thing. Let's say you have a hockey game scheduled in England. Would you play in it in the next couple of days? Would you? I, I would give it a second thought. I might back off until after this is all charted out and after there's a verdict. Honestly. Collins and Irwin. Hi, Colin. Hey, how's it going tonight? Uh, great. How are you? I'm doing well. I just wanted to touch on the Adam Johnson uh, sure. situation real quickly. First and foremost, want to send my condolences to his family and friends as this is just an absolutely terrible, terrible situation. Um, I agree with the, the last guy. I mean, I've watched hockey my entire life. I'm 30 years old. I've played casually. Never in my entire life have I ever seen any sort of movement like that. And I just think that it's a really terrible situation because I agree with you and that 
the the court case that they're going to have is is it seems to be more for for show per se than to actually find some justice for what might have happened and like you said you know the guy that uh was responsible for the hit is the the only person that's ever going to know the motive behind it and if there was a motive but i mean i think ultimately i don't think the guy meant to kill kill adam johnson but but ultimately with that with that sort of movement you just have to think like what was going on in his mind at that point in time to to make that move let me ask you a question if you were a professional hockey player in england right now and you were an enforcer right you were a tough guy you're one of those guys. and you know that look you're not gonna take your skate to somebody right you're not you're not gonna do that but if you were an enforcer on one of those teams would you go out there right now with the same mindset? Would you would you punch somebody in the face? I mean, would it affect your play, I guess? Because I walk away from this, Colin, and I say, it absolutely would impact how I would play. Oh, absolutely. I think, I mean, when things like this happen, especially, like, you kind of have to keep your head on more of a tilt out there. Like, you never know the intent behind something. And I just think with the, with these types of injuries, like we've seen in the past, obviously Clint Malarchuk, things like that. Like mm-hmm. this is just something that should have been mandated a while back with, you know, the protective gear that they're doing now and things like that. But overall, it's just, you know, terrible situation. And I feel really bad for friends and family of Adam Johnson and hope that uh, ultimately that this comes to, uh, you know, the, best possible outcome for right you. and it's a great call and i wonder what a conviction will get you know let's say they do get a conviction it doesn't bring adam johnson back does it validate what if they get a conviction and pet grave still swears that it wasn't on purpose and they just gave this guy standing ovation the other day pet grave they seem to have now uh the court of public opinion at least in england to some degree is starting to rally around him in so much as they don't think it was on purpose and let's make sure that this guy is consoled in some regard because uh, there's blood on his hands, either on purpose or not on purpose. And he's out there back playing. They gave him a big standing ovation. So it's very, very strange, this situation. It's going to be even more strange as it moves forward. 412-928-9370. I have a question. I have a question for all you hunters who are about to take the woods. And I guess that happens in the next couple weeks here. Uh, I have a friend who went hunting in Ohio just this past. He's there right now. He's gone for like seven days. I have a question on a percentage breakdown I want to ask of you. We continue the Adam Johnson talk as well. But I have a, all you outdoorsmen, especially deer hunters, listen up next because I've got a big question for you. Fan hotline. Hit us there. Presented by Nemecolon. Around every corner, Nemecolon creates real-life magic for guests. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, I've got a question coming up for hunters. I need to talk to you. By the way, the uh, city of Pittsburgh kicks off the holidays on Saturday, November 18th. That's four days from now. And it's an official tree lighting ceremony. Festivities along Grand Street include fireworks, live music, and a -a one-of-a-kind gingerbread house display. Details, find them all on our website, 937thefan.com. I'll have that question for all you hunters out there, you outdoorsmen, in just a couple minutes. First, let's talk to Jim. Jim's in Pittsburgh. Hi, Jim. Hi. uh, I just, uh, I support the charge of manslaughter, and I, I hope that the guy gets his day in court, which I'm sure he's going to. And my reason is, why should a sporting event be exempt from an act that caused this poor guy to die? Well, I'll tell you exactly you- where. I'll tell you why it should be exempt. It, uh, well, I, I, don't th- I don't know if it should or shouldn't, but I'll tell you what the argument is to why it should be. Are you ready for this? Because yes. where does it end? And this is exactly what I mean, right? So right. there could be a fight in a baseball game now. There's a bench-clearing fight, and you punch somebody in the head. If you stand outside of PNC Park on General Robinson, and you have, even if it's mutual combatancy, and you punch somebody in the head, okay, you could yeah. be charged with, well, assault, okay? Well, yes. where does it end then? Do they then walk on the field at PNC Park when there's a bench-clearing brawl and charge somebody with assault? Okay, good point. But here's my point, counterpoint. So if this guy is charged, then I can assure you that you're not going to see uh, a leg kick like that in an NHL game or a high school hockey game or wherever hockey's being played. Because to me, that was a very unnatural move. Now, I don't think there was any intent to cause serious harm, but it just didn't look like a natural move to me. And I think he, he should be at least charged. And I, I hope he's, you know, found not guilty. But at least they're bringing attention to the fact that this should be taken out, out of hockey in every league. What if it's wholly and, – and I'm, I'm just playing – not devil's advocate, but trying to talk this all the way through because I do think this is in honestly where the legal system is with a lot of these things. What if there's something that you and I see that's wholly accidental or at least it looks like it? But it has the same result in someone, and I hope, knock on wood, this never happens. It's just a hypothetical. But someone is killed by a skate. Do they then have to go through a trial? Do they then have to go through charge? A precedent set here that, well, somebody died, so we better check this out in the legal system. I don't see a problem with that. I mean, why not? Well, I'm okay with that. It's easy for you to say as the guy who wasn't involved in it if it was wholly an accident. Yeah, but I think if you see that this guy gets charged, which, again, I hope he's not, but I think that there's a lot of attention being brought to this, um, and it just needs to be removed from the game of hockey because uh, it was not you know, a natural move. Oh, see, I agree to that. Like, if you were to just ask me and say, was this a natural move? No. But then if you were to take it to step two and three, did he try to kill him? No. 
I don't think that was the end result. I didn't think he thought, well, I'm going to try to. I thought he th- I'm going to get my skate up and scare this guy. And bam, everything just crashed in a terrible, imperfect form. And someone, Adam Johnson in this case, ends up dead. 412-928-9370 is that number. That's 412-928-9370. To the hunters out there. I need to, I've never gone hunting. I never will in my life. It's just I'm not an outdoorsy guy. Well, I, I don't mind to go outdoors, actually. I shouldn't say that. I don't mind to go, like, trail running or to go even out, way out somewhere. Like, you could catch me in Montana or Idaho or whatever, but I'm just not a hunter, okay? So I have a question for you at 412-928-9370. I had this friend Dave. Now, Dave went to Ohio for the week to go deer hunting on some private lands or something. He met some guy that he knows. He's known him for, like, 20 years, and they go every year to the same uh, the same hunting place. And I don't know if they shoot a gun or they shoot a bow. Again, I know nothing about any of this. Here's the question for the hunters out there. What percentage breakdown would you lean toward? Or what percentage would you give me that hunting is an endeavor to get away from your wife and go drink with your buddies versus a real, true activity for you to go harvest deer whether it's for sport whether it's for to eat whether it's for both so like if i said here's a hundred percent piece of pie why do you go hunting and and here's a test too if i said to you you just had to go hunting you couldn't go up deer camp with your pals and drink all kind of beer and spend the week or a couple days or weekend or whatever away from your wife which come on that's what you're trying to do you're not allowed to do that. You're just, you've just got to go hunting and then come right back. Would you do it? I need to know because I've, I've often wondered this, and I thought about this today. I was sitting around, and I thought about this, and I said, I wonder how many guys go into this endeavor and look at it. My guess is probably around here, 60%. Go into the endeavor and say, well, you know, hunting's kind of an offshoot to this. You know what it really is? It's a span of time, whether it's a weekend, whether it's a full week, whatever it is, to get the hell away from the house. I can go. I can be in the woods with my buddies. We stay up all night. We eat terrible food for us. We drink beer. And then we wake up and we go out and, yeah, we just so happen to go hunting along with it. Now, I know there's hardcore guys that, like, live at Cabela's and everything else that are, like, way into the hunt of it. And they could probably not even be bothered with the deer camp part of it. But just about all the people who I know, when I ask them about, hey, how was hunting, right? And I'll say this, hey, what was it like? You know, I've never gone hunting. You tell me what I- They don't tell me about all the, the – one of the first things, it's rare – that they talk about sitting in a tree stand or they talk about gutting a deer with this big bowie knife or whatever the hell they have and leaving its appendix laying on the ground and or dragging it or putting it on a, a quad and driving it. It's rare they get into that, or at least that'll come down the road. The first thing they normally tell me, which is why I have my suspicions that hunting is just a front to go hang out with your buddies. The first thing they tell me is, Oh, we drank a lot of beer. Woo. Woo. 
man, it was a good time. You know, Charlie, he got that camp up Tyanesta, and man, he's been going to his uncles and grandfather and whatever. And then, you know, we went to Potter County the one time, and we were up there, and they tell me that before they tell me anything about firing a bullet or what is felled when you fire that bullet, i.e. the deer. It's always the, the first thing that comes out of their mouths, always, are the stories about hanging out, which is, again, why I have my suspicions that it is just a getting away mechanism from the wife and the kids for a couple days, which brings me to this. I might go hunting and not go hunting. That is to say, are there any open slots with anybody? I'm not looking at this year. It's probably too quick of a turnaround. Plus, I got some things to do. Maybe next year I could schedule this with somebody. Can I tag along and just go to hunting camp? I'll be the chef, even. I'll cook all the stuff if you want me to do that, right? Because it seems like a hell of a time, even if you never shoot a gun. You never fire a gun. You go up. You're in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. It's this time of year. It's chilly out, but it can be nice in the day. You stay up all night, you hammer beers back, you get up in the morning, and I guess your blood alcohol lowers somehow where you can go maneuver and handle a firearm in the woods. You do that. I don't want any part of that. I'll sit around all day. I don't even need a TV. I can read a book. But was does somebody have an invitation or an opening to take me hunting without me hunting? I just kind of want to tag along for the experience. Scott's in the car. Hi, Scott. All right, Colin, I am calling in to tell you it's not just about drinking because I don't drink. Okay. It's about tradition, mm-hmm. spending time with family. Yes. Hanging with your buddies. Uh-huh. And you have an open invitation this year to go with me and my buddies. Oh, where do you go? Where do you go? What, what part of the state? Uh, Green County. Oh, okay. Like down towards Waynesburg and in through there. And, mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. And t- Open invitation, buddy. Tell me what this, what the, what the living situation is. Living situation. Yeah. What are the, what's the, what's the, what's, what's the cabin look like, or, or the, or where do you stay? Oh, we, we, we go two days before. Uh huh. And it's about uh, we'll play cards. Okay. We talk about. Who's who's going to do what and where they're going to be hunting and if they're we're going to do a drive or if we're going to push, if uh you know it's about like the younger kids the younger generations when they go okay we like to put them in the situations where they can learn from it oh gotcha, that experience gotcha. with their family I don't I don't need all I I appreciate the invite I don't need to be a part of those discussions I can just be somebody I can be there. I could take it all in. Maybe I, I write a book or do a broadcast. Jason's in the car. Hi, Jason. Uh, yeah. I think about half of the people are uh, doing it just to get uh, away from their wives and stuff. The good I half. Is that, that the good half or the bad half? Oh, uh, well, that's that's the good half, right? <laughs> 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 I mean, let's be honest here. <laughs> Where do you go hunting, uh, Jason? I go down in uh, either Forest County, which is in Tynesta, right. or Jefferson County, which is uh, Brockway, right. uh, that well, way. Let me ask you, aren't both of those places up and not down, to be honest? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from, from, from you guys, yes, I guess it would be. Oh, where are you uh, located? 
I'm actually from uh, um, Freiburg. One more time? Freiburg. Freiburg. Where Where is that? Clare on the other side. Uh, Northern uh, Clarion County. Northern Clarion County. My gosh. Yes. You're, that's far yes. away. Yes, sir. I have some friends in um, uh, Brockway. Do you know that? What's that, sir? I, I have friends in Brockway. It looks like a nice place. I just drove through there not long ago. Yeah, that's where uh, my family grew up at. Yeah, I know these people, the Varachetis. They're very nice people. You ever heard of them? Yes, sir. The Varachetis, uh, they uh, used to umpire baseball with my uncle. There you go. Good people. I bet they hunt, right? Go tell dirty jokes, all that kind of stuff. You know what? You're selling me on this. I'm, I, I think I might be in. All but the whole shooting, going out in the woods, climbing up a tree stand, all that stuff. I just want to be part of it. We'll continue to talk this, 412-928-9370. Also, you're going to hear next, before the hour's out, from a football coach who answered one of those questions that gets asked a lot of times, a lot of times of people this time of year, and normally they give you the wrong answer. He answered it dead on right. Wait till you hear this, and you'll hear it before the hour's out. Right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I'm 100% tired AF. I don't know why. I just You ever have those days where you're just tired all day? That's that's me. You know who's not tired ever? Mike DeFabo, the athletic. Going to talk to him at 8 o'clock about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I do want to bring you audio of something I heard from a coach, Oregon coach Dan Lanning, in just a couple minutes, that was the right answer in a sea of wrong answers normally whenever this topic is broached. But first, let's talk to Ed. Ed's in South Fayette. Hi, Ed. Hey, what's going on, Colin? Love your talk. Uh, just happened to hear you talking about hunting. What, what's your intentions with hunting all of a sudden? I don't have Andor any. Fishing. Oh, okay. I don't have any. I just want to I want to tag along and go. Because here's, here's how it was framed to me. I, I'm on to my friend. My friends can't lie to me too much. 
they all say, oh, it's great. It, it's just a mechanism to get away from the wife and kids for a little no, while. No, not necessarily. I would recommend if you're going out for in gun season, find a nice tree stand with two, where it'll hold two or three people. It'll be just like on TV. You'll be safer. You don't want to walk around in gun season. No. No, I don't even want to climb up that tree stand, Ed. <laughs> I want to go and hang out in the cabin in oh, Clarion County yeah, yeah, yeah. or in somewhere north of St. Mary's or something like that. I you I don't even need to be out in the day looking for anything with a white tail. I'll hang out and cook all day. This golf league I was in, he, uh-huh. the guy had the bar, and he and, and the, the the woman put the booze in with the guy's gun. Right, this guy was he never opened his gun case, like you said. He never ever would go hunting. He would just sit in a cabin all day. Right. Uh, and and he thought his booze was misplaced, and it was actually in the uh, gun case. <laughs> he never opened his gun case. Well, there you anyway, go. Anyway, that's cool, man. Learn how to shoot a bow. I think you'd, even if you don't kill anything, I hunted with a lot of people, and I fly fish. And even people don't care to catch fish. It's just the the art of just casting or shooting a bow. Uh, I hunt it with a. I taught a lot of people how to hunt and fish. Now, and, aren't uh, these compound bows much like shooting a firearm, where they're not really like you, you know you're not like Robin Hood with this bow? Well, that's more like a crossbow. Oh, okay. You know, it's all cocked and it's ready to go. It's you pull the trigger, you got a scope on it probably, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's it, but it's still difficult to get one with a crossbow. But I, I'd rather use a. I'd like unless you practice a lot. The best is a recurve bow or a straight bow, like Robin oh. Hood. Like Robin Hood. Because you can get a shot off quicker. Right. It's just like, you know, the defense is coming at you. You can get rid of it. You got to get rid of it. And sometimes these shots are so fast because these deer are moving and and, and you only have a split second with a recurve. You can shoot faster than a compound. There you go. I thank you for all the advice, Ed. I don't need all that. I just want to go eat chili, drink beer, hang out, get away from the house and see uh, our wonderful Penn's Woods, Pennsylvania. I mean, come on. That's the way that it works. 412-928-9370. Okay, here we go. So this audio to me is some of the best audio we've ever had on the show. Right? And it was from Oregon's press conference yesterday. So the University of Oregon, they've got a football coach named Dan Lanning, who has a really interesting story before I get into the audio. Dan Lanning, by the way, can thank the University of Pittsburgh for his career. And here's how. It's very weird. If you ever do any reading on Dan Lanning, so Dan Lanning, he's just 37 years old, and he's the coach at Oregon. He was the defensive coordinator at Georgia. Before that, he was the inside linebackers coach at Memphis, and he coached at Arizona State. Now, he had coached at Arizona State with uh, uh, speed, 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 our old friend, you know, you know who we're talking about, Todd Graham, right? But... He played at this school called William Jewell. I was reading all about this. And William Jewell is in, like, middle of nowhere, Missouri. So he played in Missouri, right? And then he wanted to coach. He got in his car and drove from – it was 13 hours. I read this story. 13 hours from Missouri to Pittsburgh overnight. Overnight. And walked in cold to the Pitt facility because he he had met Todd Graham at a coaching clinic – a couple years before, or a year before, and said, I know you have an opening. I want to do this. You're my guy. Let's go. Absolutely. Let's go. I can help you. And Todd Graham was like, uh, we don't really have any openings except one that makes like $800 a month. He's like, I'm fine. I'll do it. That's how this guy got his start, walking in cold to Pitt's office. And now he's the head coach at Oregon. Fast forward to now. 
He's the head coach at Oregon. He's doing okay. You know, Oregon's what nine and one, I think, right now. They were ten and three last year, playing Holiday Bowl. So he's got he's like twenty and four, or whatever, in his career at Oregon in two years at Oregon. So of course, Texas A and M got big bucks, huge bucks. Their job is open. One guy that Texas A&M boosters say, look at this guy. He's just 37 years old. Go and get him. Go and get him. So, of course, at his press conference yesterday, the media said, hey, Coach Lanning, you know what? Your name is out there for the Oregon job. Or, excuse me, for the Texas A&M job. All the time these this time of year we hear coaches say, you know, I'm very happy here. And they'll just leave it at that. Or coaches say, I don't know what the future is going to hold. I'm, I'm concentrating on this week. You get those answers. Now, this is a little bit long, but give a listen to the answer from Dan Lanning when asked about another job. I've never heard a better answer in this realm. There's obviously been some talk about you and another school in the last couple days. Just your thoughts on that, how you handled that, and just your commitment to Oregon. Yeah, we talk about outside noise a lot in our program. Um I guess the reality here is one, our, our, my name and uh, our program would never be in the, a topic of conversation for another school if, if we didn't have something here that everybody else wanted. And the reason we have something here uh, that everybody else wants, that's because of what our players, our coaches, the support that exists here at Oregon have created. I think I've been really, really clear here since day one. Uh, everything I want exists right here. I'm not going anywhere. There's zero chance that I would be coaching somewhere else. Um, I've got unfinished business here. There's a lot that I want to accomplish. Uh, here at Oregon, my number one priority is being elite um, here at Oregon. And we have the resources, the tools. Um, anybody that can't understand why you would want to be here at this place doesn't understand exactly what exists here, right? Like what I've said before, with a 13-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old, to be able to raise your uh, family in a community like this, to be able to compete for uh, championships and have the ability to get the resources you need. You know, a lot of coaches hang on to these moments and they don't do anything or don't say anything, one, because they don't want egg on their face when they decide to do something else, right? Two, because they're concerned about things that I'm not concerned about, like getting a better contract. Like, I'm taken care of extremely well here at Oregon. I have the resources I need here at Oregon to be really, really successful. I'm not motivated by that. I'm motivated by winning. I'm motivated by being elite here. Um, And our players deserve my complete focus. Uh, Our fans deserve the best uh, product on the field so it's outside noise it didn't matter before it doesn't matter now I'll continue to say it till I'm blue in the face I want to be here at Oregon uh, that hasn't changed that won't change wow wow again pr- not probably the most thorough and convincing answer I've ever heard in the silly season that we go through every year of coach your name came up for this well, my focus is just on my team this week. Well, because they always kind of leave themselves an out. Now, he, there's no out. He can't go to Texas A&M. But he thoroughly stamped it home. And I think it was great what he said right there, too. The part that Dan Lanning said about so many coaches leave this moment open because they don't want egg on their face if somebody makes them a really, really great offer and they can go somewhere else. They don't want to be seen as somebody who went back on their word. For him to, in a way, call out the other coaches and say, I'm not going to be that guy. What I am going to be right now is the guy that tells you, I am not going anywhere. Point blank. 
that's not up for interpretation. There's no wriggle room that can be had. Right now, I am telling you, I am the coach at Oregon. I'm going to be the coach at Oregon. I'm not entertaining any other offers. And my full focus is Oregon and Oregon only. We are caught up in such a con man world because, and I don't blame them, don't hate the player, hate the game, you know? It's the game of college football. But we are caught up in the the normal MO being acting like a con man in some ways. Being who can lie the best. And it just, again, we'll never get back, I don't think, to the days of uh, you know, innocent college football and go out there for old state. And if you want that, go the service academies are about all that has that left, right? But it was so refreshing to hear this guy come out and say, this isn't like Rich Rodriguez at West Virginia and I'm focused here and then bang, he's in Ann Arbor. It's not like Todd Graham who's, oh, well, you know, Pitt. And then bang, he's off for another job in the desert. It's not like anything like that. This guy hammered it home 100%. So kudos to him. Again, I don't think I've ever heard a coach be that simply straightforward, transparent, and knock it out of the park. Good on Dan Lanning. I'm not an or like, I'm not not or I'm not, uh, I'm not am an Oregon fan. Like, either way. First of all, the games are on too freaking late for me, for a guy like me. Second of all, I just don't have a big, compelling reason to root for or against them. But after hearing that, if I can figure out which team is Oregon, because they have 139 different uh, uniform combinations, if I can figure out which team is Oregon when I watch college football, I will absolutely root. See, that's the kind of thing that makes a guy like me root for somebody. And I know that that's probably dumb or it's probably weird. But after seeing the conviction in that guy and the way that he delivered that and the way that he has his team's back, I'll go like, Dan Lanning, game's on, I'm rooting for Oregon. I am absolutely rooting for Oregon. All right, coming up next, one guy who uh, you always root for because he's just a hell of a man from Latrobe, Pennsylvania, Mike DeFabo from The Athletic. We're going to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers with Mike. That's coming up at the top of the hour. Fan weather right now brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Football season is also truck season at sunchevy.com. Tonight, mainly clear, low right around freezing, low about 32. Wednesday, partly sunny and excellent. High 66, low 39. Excellent weather continues Thursday with plenty of sunshine and a high of 68. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.